Hey everyone, welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. I'm Nick Sowers here in the studio with my buddy Nate Hyatt. We're coming at you with a To The Point. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of an opportunity just to take 30, 45 minutes, tell you about our week, tell you things that have been pounce, bouncing around our brain, and just uh, just get it and hit it, make it to the point, and uh, just give you uh, something to kind of fill in the gap until the next full-length podcast. So, uh, how things going, man? Not too bad. I feel like I get hit by a truck right now. <laughs> Watching you sit down in that chair, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty tight right now. Yeah, well, which is what you want to talk about, which is what you uh, what you did yesterday, which was the Kansas Strongest Man contest in uh, Wichita. So, yep. how'd it, was, it go? It was fun. It was a good time. It's always a good time at those at those competitions, you know, like just being around that strongman family. It's just special. Just being around a bunch of like-minded people that are, you know, a lot of those people are ex-football players, basketball players. Some are. There's some that have weren't athletes at all growing up, but like for me and those other athletes, we use it as a void. Like it fills the void of com- competition from when we were younger because a lot of us, we can't play football anymore. You can play basketball, but it's not the same as it used to be, like the organized teams and that kind of thing. And this is, I don't know, it feels like one big team, big Kansas family. So it's it's always fun competing and cheering on those guys and girls and them cheering on us. And apparently I'm the, there's a couple of people that's like, oh, you're the weed guy. <laughs> I guess I'm the weed guy now. So yeah, I had a bunch of people come up to me and ask about that kind of stuff. So that was exciting. Well, um, uh, exposure is exposure, right? It is. <laughs> and, and well, and you, and you love educating people, so you had the opportunity to be like, "Well, let me tell you something." Yeah, and I was like, "Hey, do you live in this? Uh, do you live in the Mulvane, um, Rose Hill, Andover area? Because you can do something about this. Write your representative." <laughs> um, but all in the same thing with the exposure side of stuff. Mom had a farmers market down in Old Town. And we had a really good day down there, but there was an artist up the street that was smoking weed at this deal or something. It was cannabis. And so the whole area smelled like it. And everybody was approaching my mom, like, is that you making this smell? (laughs) It just, it cracked me up that um, we were getting blamed for that. And she actually had quite a few people come up to her, maybe because of it. So So what you're saying is... My dad was like, we're just going to get a bottle of terpenes and open yeah. it up <laughs> so smell the whole street i was gonna say like make like one of those smoke machines they use at like rock concerts but like put you know cannabis in it and just like yep. filter that down the street that's right <coughs> i'm sure there it, that's you know a perfectly acceptable practice yeah in every way shape or form <laughs> if we could hotbox it we would say so it wasn't because it was, isn't the whole thing like that you were saying the flower material was the whole issue right yeah yeah but we, uh, um, at the competition, you know, like I missed weight, wasn't keeping track of my diet like I should have. Well, I knew what I needed to do. I just didn't do it. <laughs> wasn't disciplined enough. Um, Thursday evening, weighed in at the wellness center and I was 227 pretty much. Had to be 220 by Friday morning. And I was like, mm, not going to make that. So I made the decision, texted my that night. And I was like, Hey, would you move me up to heavyweight? Not going to make middleweight. She did. So I hadn't trained for any of those weights. Um, luckily this was kind of a lighter competition. Um, so the late, the only big difference for me was the, the stones. Um, it was, um, instead of a 275, it was a 315 stone for the last. And then for, um, the drag, it was an extra 45 pounds, which was a lot. <laughs> Do you think that some of the weights were, 
quote unquote lighter because there was a lot more. This contest seemed like there was a lot more movement. Like you were having, it wasn't just me, man, me left everything off ground. You know, it was like there was actual loading and moving. And well, stuff. it seemed to me like they were more focused on the pro classes because they were heavy. I mean, they're heavy still, almost four hundred forty pounds. Gotcha. <laughs> um, but I think I mean the two main things they were focusing on. It seemed to me were the the deadlift and the stone load. Those seem to be the, the heaviest. Um, and actually, I guessed this before. I was like, I told Felicia, I was like, the middleweights are going to out deadlift the heavyweights. And they did. There was a middleweight that deadlifted 745 pounds yesterday. Wow. And I think the um, heavyweights <laughs> dropped out before 700. Why? Hmm? Why? Just because they didn't get there. Huh. That's interesting. Who got the 745? His name's Alfredo. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That guy's a shit brick house. He ended up taking second. So he deadlifted 745, but did, got second? He wow. won He won that event, but he, I can't remember. It was by half a point. Oh, um, Sean okay. Crawford, do you know him? Mm, that doesn't ring a bell. He's competed in a bunch of them. Um, Lauren Crawford, she's one of the sturdy bitches. Okay. So they both lift. Well, I mean, it, uh, probably if I saw him, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He normally competes in heavyweight, but he cut weight for this one. He won by half a point. Goodness gracious, that's yeah. cool. That that's those are the ones that are always fun to watch when you're like watching two people like kind of head to head back and forth like that. It's always a lot of fun. It's like it's like a good football game, right? If it's a blowout, it's kind of boring. Whereas if it's that like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, it kind of entertains you a little better. Yeah, and I was more watching other people, and I was paying attention to my weight class. I knew I was going to get my ass beat, um, so I was just going with flow, trying to have fun, you know, and watching like the masters compete. Stu, Rusty, um, Jesse. Uh, who else? Jesse's in the Masters? Jesse Landis. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were talking Jesse Jester. No. Um, and, like, there were six of them that were just competing. Uh, Stu ended up winning it, but barely beat um, Jesse for first. Because, I mean, Jesse's a deadlifter, and he deadlifted over 700. Then Rusty took third. And then the pros, watching those dudes. Freaking animals, man. Really? None of them picked up that 440-pound stone. Um, I figured the only person that would be able to do it was Austin, and he just – they rolled those stones all over the ground out there, and so they had a lot of dirt and not uh, a lot of tacky yeah. on them, and he didn't get it. But he has in the past. I'm pretty sure I watched him do it. Um, but Austin Ham <coughs> ended up winning the pros, won his pro card. And nice. The, um, Paige won the uh, pro card for the women. Little Paige, 17-year-old Paige. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She beat all the rest of those pro women. And, um, yeah, 17 years old, and she was out there. Well, just watching her, I mean, you, you can't argue that she's putting in the work. I mean, it's not just like a – it's not just a it happened kind of thing. I mean, she's being trained by Rachel Waterhouse, yeah, if she, I remember correctly. She got a $1,000 check out of that deal, 17 yeah. years old. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, she, she puts in the work. She's strong. Um, the very first time I remember seeing her and meeting her was at the powerlifting contest in Manhattan that, uh, Felicia went to, mm -hmm. that I went with, uh, Fatima and Heather too. And it was, uh, well, Fatima, Heather got sick that day, but anyway, um, was seeing her and I was just like, whoa, like this girl's strong. Yeah. Um, and she's put in the work and she's, she, she she's is a little benefiting Rachel. from that work. She's a little Rachel, pretty much. I mean, she at this point, I think she'd give Rachel a run for his money. Yeah. I don't think she'd beat Rachel. If I mean, Rachel competed, but she was six months pregnant, so right. she she didn't even do the stones. Yeah, um, which is just cool to see. It's like a lot of people are like, 
is that safe? But <laughs> well, that's that's kind of what I um, <clears throat> you know, like what I was what I was asking Felicia because the common thing was it's like you always hear doctors, even when my wife was pregnant, like don't pick up anything over like ten or twenty pounds or whatever. And then you see Rachel out like she did. She got a PR yesterday on deadlift at I think four sixty five. I think is I what think she it, pulled. I think it was like a like she she's done it before, but it's been a while. Well, she said PR on her story, but anyway, long story short, uh, it was a like it was cool to see that because I mean she's deadlifting four sixty five. That's way more than like ten, twenty, fifty pounds. Um, and Felicia was saying like, basically, I guess the, the, and, and Rachel, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was basically like, if your body's used to it and you've always been doing it, like just keep doing it. But like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like, okay, now you're six months pregnant. Now go do all of this yeah. stuff. That would be like really bad, really unhealthy. Yeah. She's not going to do anything. that's going to put her baby in danger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she, obviously, I mean, she chose not to do the stones and stuff yeah. like, cause you know, you're rolling that up on your stomach. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was, that, that was an admirable decision. So, yep. Uh, it was it was a good meet. You know, I did PR on my deadlift, and I did a PR on the stones. So I can't be too upset, but I did finish last. So, yeah. well, so what was your deadlift? Uh, five sixty five on the mammoth bar. Gotcha. Last year I only did five thirty five. What about um? So how do you say it? Fingles fingers? Fingles. Oh, fingles fingers. Fingles fingers. Yeah, it was a that was the worst event. It was so awkward. I mean, so it's uh. We can post the video or post a picture of me doing this on the, um, to the point, but it's, um, like a 12 inch steel tube and it weighs 200 pounds, 10 foot tall. And you got to pick it up at the end and flip it over to the other side. And so it was 220 pounds for me. And the hard part is for taller guys is the pick when you pick it up off the ground. And then exploding off the ground and getting it up. Basically power cleaned up to your chest, pressing it over your head and then. Like walking your hands down and getting it pushed over. I did it three times that way. And then my fourth time, I had to like, I got it up and pressed up. And then I pressed it onto my shoulder and then like walked down with my shoulder and pushed it over. <clears throat> but it was a behemoth. Um, a lot heavier than I expected. And then the sled drag was the same way. It was like, I had done some poles that were just as heavy and had a decent time with them in the gym. But on that turf, you got no traction. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, I wonder, on something like that, could you wear, like, spikes or something like that? I bet Orlando would throw a fit. You're going to tear up my turf. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think about those things because I don't buy that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not like that stuff's cheap, so. No. (coughs) But it was overall a pretty good day, you know, cheering on people and getting to see that strongman family, you know. There's nothing like it, so. Sounds like Felicia did well too. Mm-hmm. She got first, right? Yep, she did. I keep telling her she needs to compete in uh um pro. Pro. Yep. You think she will? No. <laughs> it's like Felicia, you could just smoke them in all five events. It's like you need to push yourself and go to pro. What um uh where'd you guys go eat afterwards? Uh Dave and Busters. Oh, really? Did you play some video games while you were there? No, I didn't. I just figured that like most of the time Dave and Buster's looks really busy, but most of the time it's just people playing games and not as much eating. So we had a big group and went and ate and drove home. Had a couple tequilas after the fact. I, I never doubted it. <laughs> yeah. But we were going to go to Mord's and go smoke a cigar and didn't do any of that. 
It's like, I'm exhausted. Let's go home. <laughs> it was a long comp, man. Didn't get over till five. So it was a long day. Got there at nine. Well, eight. Yeah, because rules meeting was like, what, 8.20, 8.30, something like that? Mm-hmm. It was a day. It was a long day. How many competitors do you think there were total, mm-hmm. just roughly? There was a cap of 80. 70 people had signed up. And I'm going to guess maybe five or six dropped out. So on the thing with the stones at the end, they so had two lanes thing, for probably everything. Probably good thing you didn't have it fill up. It would have been an even longer day. Yeah. They had two lanes for stones, except for they didn't have enough stones for both sides sometimes. Like when they got towards the heavier weights, um, like the first two stones for the uh, the pros were like the last two stones for the super heavy weights. Um, so they couldn't go at the same time. So once we got into that heavy stuff, it just took forever. <laughs> And heavyweight was second to last, and Masters was last. How did Rusty do? Rusty did good. Yeah, he he took, I think third. Okay, second or third in the Masters. I uh, I was watching, looking at him, and it, it, it's been goodness. When was the last time I saw Rusty? Kansas strongest when we went in Salina. In Salina. Um, and I was saw a video of him the other day, and that dude is just like that dude's been putting in work. He's mm-hmm. just massive, dude. It you need to come up to Kansas City with me and come lift up there. It's fun. At this point, so I could be made to look bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time, but it does sound like a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I definitely would love to do it one of these times. I'm gonna try to go up there and um, work out with him uh, fairly often, just so I can have a little more competition and i don't know it's just fun to go up and change it up yeah i mean i'd be interested next time you go up just hit me up yeah because i left at five in the morning the first time we could go lift oh they left until about 11 hang out and then eat lunch and come back i know it's a lot of driving but well see this is where you need that pilot's license we were talking about yeah and cut off a lot of drive time that's a goal someday one of these days i'll have a i'll have my private license yeah we'll well, uh, uh, is there any way, you know, when you make it rich, can you finance mine too? <laughs> and then like go commercial and then I'll like fly you around the country while you're getting multi-million dollar contracting jobs. We'll see about that. Like I could be your, I could be your DJ while you're Andy. I could be like your pilot in security. <laughs> I'll send it. <laughs> Ambitious. I got to get there at some point though. <laughs> got to make it to that point. You're going to visualize like Andy getting out of your Lamborghini and getting into the into the plane yeah maybe part someday of, part of your visualization yeah lamborghini driving around hutch that stick out like a sore thumb around here <laughs> i think it's i think it's cool that would be cool only thing is like you're gonna have to build uh you're gonna have to build a bigger more high security garage at your place if that's yeah. the case yeah park my i'd have to have better driveways too can't be driving that, that shit through mud holes it gets stuck in both of my driveways right now if it's to the point where you're affording a lambo i'm pretty sure you could afford to pave and or asphalt to your garage yeah <laughs> probably would not be a worry at that hey point. we're just dreaming man maybe someday maybe not hey man that's not a dream we're gonna like this whole the whole flying thing like that's happening that's not yeah. a dream like that that's gonna happen no, I want to have like a little hangar out there and um, just a grass airstrip. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, anything else? Not that I can think of. Heather took some really, really cool pictures. Dude, that, like I said, that picture of you outside, like with your sunglasses on and your belt and everything, like 
I was like, damn. I know. I thought so too. I was like, like I'm, I, I would date that guy. <laughs> like, hey, me too. That's a narcissist Nathan coming out in me. <laughs> uh, but no, she did a good job. And it was, uh, I did get a couple compliments on that picture about it being super sweet. I was like, hmm. I thought, I thought well, it kind of looked cool too. I when like, I saw it, I thought it was like whatever the photographer that was on, on site taking the pictures. I thought that's who took it. All those ones that Heather shared. I don't know if you saw them. Uh, no, of me I, and I think both. I think I just saw the one of you. She like, did you share? Did you share just that one? I did on uh, my Instagram story. Yeah, that one. Um, but on Facebook, Heather made a post, and she's got pictures of me and Felicia both. Okay, cool. on there, and she took all those pictures. Cool. She did a good job. Yeah, she did because like I, they legit looked professional. It's like, hey, that's a profile picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's going on my Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I deleted those apps. Uh, all right. Well, um, so the next thing everybody knows me um, is I wanted to talk a little bit about the active killer event in Nashville. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do is kind of like what we did with Chuck Schumer over J6 um, is I'd like to kind of talk about like um, basically like the White House's kind of, I guess, response to that. Um, so that's the first thing we'll go over here and it's just, just short clips. So, uh, bear with me here. So this is the initial, um, press briefing from the white house on it. So good afternoon, everyone. Happy Monday. So we're seeing the heartbreaking news of another shooting of innocent school children this time in Nashville, Tennessee. The president has been briefed on the situation and our team is in contact with DOJ and local officials about what is known so far. We want to express the president's appreciation for the first responders and prayers for all the families affected by this shooting. So again, just breaking this apart, um, you know, this is this is the same administration that, you know, campaigned with BLM, defund the police and all that other kind of stuff. Yet we're now suddenly appreciated. It's like, do, do you do you want us or not? You know, because if you defund us and you don't want us, then this the way this came out, the way this went down would have been very different. If there was nobody that was out, ready, prepared, trained and equipped to respond to that, this would have ended so much differently. Mm hmm. While we don't know yet all the details in this latest tragic shooting, we know that too often our schools and communities are being devastated by gun violence. Schools should be safe spaces for our kids to grow and learn and for our educators to teach. So the part about that that stood out to me was, you know, being devastated by gun violence and all this other kind of stuff. Well, I think it's interesting how... Um, when these active killer events happen, like the guns, the problem, the gun, you know, you got to get rid of guns, 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 guns. But when a law enforcement officer meets the quote unquote narrative and shoots the unarmed insert, whatever race they want to use that day to benefit their cause, um, it's the officer's fault. It's a person's fault. And I just find it interesting because remember what I told you with Chuck Schumer, the verbiage, the words, what you're being told is very important. Pay attention to the words and the and the verbiage, like because it's, it's not, not off the cuff that they're just talking yes. about this stuff. Well, it is. She's definitely reading, which I get. I would read a press release in an instance like this too. 
But what do you ninety percent of the time when they're talking up there, it's they're reading off a script. Yeah. Yeah. They have canned answers to specific questions they know are gonna get asked. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the if they don't like put the people in the audience to ask the questions. That could be. That could be. Once again, the president calls on Congress to do something before another child is senselessly killed in a preventable act of gun violence. Again, we need to do something. So they call for Congress. They call for Congress to action on something like this, um, which which is interesting. I mean, I, I can't say, like, let's do nothing. Like, that's not at all what I'm saying. But but targeting lawful legal gun owners is certainly not going to solve the problem. No. You've heard us say many times on this podcast, like it is a problem of mental health. Okay, guns have been around for eons. School shootings have not. A lot of our issues could be solved with mental health. Help. Yes, yes, like true mental health from health. gun violence to drug abuse. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like all of it. I mean, fatherless homes, motherless homes, like you name it. So many. Issues in society can be fixed. But, you know, I got to thinking to myself, looking at this administration, okay, I'm looking at, like, how they handle criminals, how they handle drugs, how they're handling the border, how they're, uh, or not handling in that case, um, how they're handling uh, foreign affairs, seeing how money is being siphoned and being back to enrich, you know, the Biden family directly. Um, and then how the narrative's all being controlled. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, <clears throat> if you truly hated America, right? Like you didn't like what it was, what it stood for, or you hated the representative Republic and you did want say like a democracy where like now I'm, I'm, or, or even an oligarchy where now I'm in control or a dictatorship for that matter. If you wanted that and you truly hated America, would you do anything differently? You're talking to me? Yeah, like if it would you do anything different than what this current administration is to undermine what it is to be American American? Would you do anything differently? Yeah. What? Hmm? What would you do mm-hmm. to undermine it further? Oh, to undermine it? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Misunderstood so, the question. Yeah. So that's that's my thing. Like, if you hated America and you truly wanted to see it fall, would you do anything differently? Hmm. Nope, they're doing a pretty good job at this point. Well, and our money's been devalued so far that like like 32 different countries, like India, just got done saying, hey, we're not going to be trading in American dollars anymore. Everything's going to be settled in rubies because like the petrodollar oil settled in U.S. dollars, etc. Um, like, for instance, Saudi Arabia and China just got done signing an agreement together that all of Saudi Arabia's oil will be settled in... Um, whatever the Chinese currency is. I forget what it is. Um, No, that's Japanese, isn't it? So I don't remember, but whatever currency. So it used to be that it had to be settled in American dollars, which is what kept the American dollar strong. So that's why you're seeing this push to war. When you don't have the money and everything like that to leverage anymore, the only thing you can leverage to keep people in line is war and is weapons. And war is money. But that's not the subject of this conversation. So, like I was just getting at, if you were going to destroy the very fabric of America, would you do anything different? <clears throat> Everything is being done. It's pretty good. Yep. So Make uh, people fat and lazy, put them on drugs. Yep. Um, here's the thing that I really wanted to hit from this, inst- this incident through uh, what the White House said in regards to the Tennessee uh, active killer event. 
So we'll play a little press release. Look, um, first of all, we, uh, we support peaceful protest. Uh, we think it's important for Americans and people just across the country to make their voices heard, uh, just as long as it's peaceful. Uh, and we yet yet when like BLM protests and and all of that kind of stuff was going on, they didn't speak out against those people. Mm-mm. You know, of course, you know when it came to nobody could organize for a conservative rally because of COVID. Yet when this kind of stuff happened, it's like, well, everybody has their right to protest. But they never said peaceful protest. They have the right to protest. Well, and you don't see Republicans <clears throat> speaking out on it either. Like for the oh, I agree. Like either side, it's just whatever suits to their story, you know. Right. You've been very clear about these anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislators, legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills, as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. Uh, it is it is shameful. And it is unacceptable. Uh, as you mentioned, tomorrow's Trans Visibility Day on a day that we should be lifting up our trans kids, our trans youth, and making sure that they feel seen. We're seeing more and more of these hateful, hateful bills. And uh, that's what Republicans want to spend their time on. They don't want to talk about lowering costs. They don't want to talk about actually making Americans' lives better. They want to take away people's freedoms. And one of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that People don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. But this is a president who has said many times before he has their backs. He will continue to have their backs. Uh, and he will continue. What so, is this about? Is this about a school shooting or is this about transgender laws? Yeah. So it's it's the thing that, that it just... Like, my thing is, you've heard me say many times, if you want to be gay, if you want to be trans, if you want to do those things, like, I I don't care. You know, live your life. And with that being said, from the Christian standpoint, if you want to join my church as a trans person, I welcome you with open arms. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want help from my church, like, I want to help you. Well, that's the way Jesus would. Yeah, I don't hate you. Um but you know, like if you tr- if you ask me the question, like, am I going to heaven? I'm going to love you and answer honestly and say no. That doesn't mean I'm going to come to you and hate you and tell you you're going to hell and all this other kind of stuff. I'm going to love you. But you ask me, that's what I'm going to tell you. And um, but the thing that 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 gets me about this is, I so like if if I come into this room and and I have multiple personalities and I and I and I'm claiming to be something that I'm not. It seems as a mental health issue. These people are saying that they are something they're not. Okay. Why is this also not seen as a mental health issue? Every, like, I shouldn't say every, but several of the last active killer events have been people that are subscribing to the wokeism, to the LGBTQ stuff. And, and because it's like you live in a delusional place that doesn't exist in the real world. And then now you're going into a school and murdering young children. Now, that is not me pointing that every school shooting has been LGBTQ, that every school shooting has been done by a liberal, because that's not what it's been. There have been way far right people that have perpetuated these shootings. But it's just to me, like, how is it in this country that we've gotten to a point where people can get that far gone to where they think that's the only answer? Because you know? their delusions are being like one of the training that, that I go to with people that are schizophrenic, they say, do not 
play into their delusions. You're you're pushing them further away from reality when you say, "Yeah, I see." You confirm the pink that. elephant. Yes. Yeah, they're, you're making you're confirming what they're seeing, pushing them further into their delusions. Okay, when you say that you're a woman when you are a biological man, that is delusional. Mm-hmm. You're pushing them further into their delusions, and then stuff like this happens. Yeah, it's like, oh, I saw a TikTok or reel or something the other day on someone's story, and it said something about like at the end of the day, like when my body is excavated thousand years from now this is a transgender man transition to be a man from a woman yep he's like i will be a woman like those people who dig up my bones like oh this was a female yep right you know like at the end of the day what what's in a thousand years what's going to look like (laughs) oh but i also think it's interesting too because you can be gender fluid non-binary etc but when you go in for a a sex change you have to choose between one of two genders Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, it's just, there's just so many holes there. And again, if, if you want to live that life and then you can live among society and, and not attack it and not hurt it and not infringe on other people and stuff like that, which to be fair, I want to go on record as, as a, as a Christian man, not a religious man, a Christian man saying there, I have seen <clears throat> other people who have religion and not Christianity attacking Saying you're going to hell and looking down their nose when they themselves are sinners as well. Mm-hmm. Please understand, I'm not saying that these people are beneath me. Okay? I am actively working on my sin that I have daily to try to repent and be better. <clears throat> when you live that lifestyle, you are openly giving the middle finger to that. And if that's your choice, so be it. But my belief system says, that that's not right now that doesn't mean that i don't love you i don't want to help you that i don't but that's just where i'm at yeah but the trans community has been attacked by christians and i seeing tucker carlson post like um transgenders are attacking or targeting the christian community i'm like oh my gosh like we're making this divide even wider i can't stand tucker carlson Cannot stand the guy. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, we don't need to be making the divide wider. We need to be bringing people together. Yeah. Okay? Like, I'm not saying that we need to convert all trans people back to quote-unquote normal. And I'm not saying all Christians have to love that. But the simple fact of the matter is lepers, tax collectors, um, prostitutes, uh, uh, Gentiles were loved by Christ. And he tried to do his best to give them that eternal life. And that's what we should be doing as Christians. Yeah. Like on Tucker Carlson, like in my opinion, he's no different than any lead for CNN. Well, just, just yeah. drawing the divide, you know. Yeah. But I guess like the big, the big thing is here: the guns aren't the problem. This is a people problem. It's a mental health issue. That's yes. what it boils down to, hundred yes. percent. And um, so one of the guys that competes in strongman, I'm not gonna say <clears> his <throat> name. He's a, a criminal defense attorney here in Hutch. I didn't realize it was in Hutch. Yeah, he is right. Um. Well, he was talking a little bit about um, the cases that he sees, and a lot of it is what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Kids that grew up, yep, saw their kids fatherless, motherless, parents doing drugs, grandparents doing drugs, and they follow that same path. And you know, they're 15, 16 years old, and he says sometimes it's like 12 years old, 11, that they're into meth already in Hutchinson, Kansas. And what the fuck are we doing about it? Uh, we're spending our money on a bypass project north of Sterling to stay four miles, yeah. stuff like that. You know, there, there's, but the, and 
like big brothers, big sisters. They do a lot to try and help and get those kids out of those situations, you know. But they get little to no funding for that. And time. Yeah. Because. Like, my mom works all the fucking time now. Like, she needs, she probably deserves deserves to get paid double. Probably most of those girls that work for that company deserve to get paid double. Usually how that is, yep. You know? Um, Like, if we put more money into that versus this bypass, which, you know, the bypass is going to be nice. Like, it's going to give us quicker access to Hutch and from Sterling and Wichita, that kind of stuff. But there's just so many other things that we could be spending our money on. Amen. Or like the. <clears throat> the and deal they're doing on top of the courthouse here, you know. Originally, they said it was going to be like a three quarter of a million dollar project. It's way over two million dollars now. Yeah, I understand wanting to keep things historic, but to what cost? You know, when there's things in this city that need fixed, and from, I mean, there's Hutch. There's forty five thousand people. You know, we've got a bunch of homeless here. Like I see people walking down, cracked out of their minds. Three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. I'm walking down the middle of the street. Like, something needs to be done about this stuff. Well, and the important piece of that equation is, is like, it's kind of like what Andy said with the abortion. Both sides are virtue signaling. The important thing is, is if you believe that there is a problem with something, what are you doing to fix it? So, like, for me, for instance, I'm not just sitting here talking out both sides of my mouth saying that mental health is and then just sitting back and just, like, expecting someone else to fix the problem. Like I am reaching out and mentoring to young men and giving them the the support that they need to be that culture change that we need. I am doing uh, hosting many trainings <clears throat> with our law enforcement officers to handle those mental health issues, to intervene, to get people help, and to think outside the box because, like, let's face it, the state of Kansas has shut all of them down. Now what do we do when this person doesn't have health insurance, doesn't have a support system? Mm-hmm. What can we do? Think outside the box, not just the, well, sorry, sucks to be you. You know, the state says they don't have room for you. Now yeah. it's, it's a, now what do we do solution to get this or, or to get this problem solved? And <clears throat> having conversations on a podcast with people like Janine to get that information out there, to get that awareness out there. So this isn't me just sitting at the other side of a microphone preaching to you. I am living it. I am walking it. I am doing it. Yeah. And I actually had someone reach out to me about that podcast the other day and was uh, very appreciative of having Janine on. So just pass that along. Nice. That's very good. Well, uh, Janine, I know you're going to listen, so congratulations. Yeah. Well done. That's exactly what we're looking for. Looking at their own mental health journey. Good. I uh, That makes it worth it, man. I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, sometimes I look back on this and I look at other people's podcasts that are like, oh, I got 2 million views this month and stuff like that. But you know, our little message is reaching people and changing lives. That's that's amazing. Yep. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. So I think we'll wrap it up, man. Take it out. Sounds like a plan to me. Well, guys, thanks for listening to Higher Points. Um, and hope you enjoyed this to the point. Um, hope you guys go out and have a great week, great month. You know, just do something every day to make yourself better. Just 1% every day. Um, we would uh, appreciate the likes and the shares on our social media. Our Instagram is at the higher points and our Facebook and check out our website. Um, leave us a like and review. Um, also, like if you guys want any little bit of advice with business, if you want um, a place to record a podcast, a commercial, anything like that, you know, we're open. We've got um, a setup that you're welcome to um, rent from us and uh, just uh, reach out to us, you know, and if you th- you guys have any advice for us, Reach out to us in that 
aspect of things too. You know, we're, we're open books. We're ready to learn from anybody. So thanks guys. And we'll chat at you later. Catch up with you guys next time.